Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. This is the drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24/7 home of the black and gold. SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, and uh, just got back from the owners' meetings. Uh, Matt's uh, here in Pittsburgh. But uh, it was an interesting weekend in this regard. Um, there was some different talk down there from from some of the Ravens people. First of all, I want to start, talk about the Ravens in this regard. Okay. Uh, they signed John Harbaugh to a three-year contract extension. Yeah. So he will now be their their head coach here for you know moving forward foreseeable future. Yeah. This is a guy who who not that long ago was about an, uh, just a hair away from being fired. And Lamar's now rookie year, Lamar's rookie year, and now he is he's he's you know the everything's you know turned around on him. He, he's going to be a twenty year head coach in, with the with the Baltimore Ravens at this point. So um, it just shows you how quickly things can change, and made me think. If you were putting together a team mm-hmm. and you could have any coach in the league right now, who would you who would you bring in? I I saw some of these new head coaches. I went to the to the breakfasts that they had. Yeah. They, they had they had breakfast one morning with the AFC coaches. They had breakfast the next day with the NFC coaches. And I'm looking around the room at some of these guys who are now head coaches in the NFL, and I'm thinking that guy's an NFL head coach and he looks like he should be going to his uh, physics class. Um, you know, that's part of it's cause we're getting old, but you're right. You know, I mean, I, I, I like to quote the, the athletics podcast is Nate, Nate Tice, whose father was coach Tice with the Vikings and Robert Mays were on there. And they did an exercise like a month ago where they kind of picked the team like that. And this might surprise people because they're kind of analytically based dudes. They picked Belichick as their defensive coordinator. They picked Shanahan as their offensive coordinator. And they picked Tomlin as their head coach. And basically said, maybe he's not great on game day and the analytics, but I want him to lead my team all day long, you know? And I think him and Harbaugh are very much in the conversation for the answer to your question. I mean, it's not like they're old. It's not like they're or you know. And Mike Tomlin just turned fifty, right? Just right. turned fifty. You know, so you can last a long time doing that that job. Yeah, um, I you know I saw Andy Reid. Um, I was I, it was funny. We were we were talking to uh, Art Rooney yesterday, and uh, wrapping up the meeting. And I'm shooting a video for DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm shoot, shooting Art. And Andy Reid goes walking through the, the back round of it. And he's got this big Hawaiian shirt on. And when I say a big Hawaiian shirt, I mean, sure, he, sure. He, you and I would fit under this Hawaiian shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're both, uh, we're not small people. No, right, uh, right. <laughs> but I'm like, Andy Reid's older than people think. Like Pete Carroll is older than people think. I mean, these, these guys Either are getting one would there. be in the conversation for me. They're getting up there, yeah. They're getting up there. With all respect to Coach Reed, 
what kind of shape is he in? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Belichick's obviously older too. I, I mean, I, I'm not giving any read a hard time. I think he's a no brainer hall of famer, but yeah, you know, he's had issues with his sons. I mean, it, I could see him not being in it much longer. And I, I, I'm not sure that's the reason the enemy hasn't been hired, but I also think he can, he's getting there looming saying, maybe I can inherit this job. So Carol Belichick and Reed are the three that I would exclude because of age. Yeah. And something that, you know, when, when Art Rooney was, uh, they, they had the, uh, the process with the uh, DEI committee and Art's the chair of, of the DEI committee. And one of the things that they passed was that every team must now have a minority offensive assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. And the reason for that, why it was an offensive assistant coach was because so many of the head coaches now are coming from the offensive side of the ball. Do you okay. see that? Do you see that changing at some point with a league? Mm. Because a lot of times you see, you see trends and then things kind of get, get yanked back the other way. There was a trend. You don't run the football. You want to throw, throw, throw. And then we've seen sure. a little bit more, you know, you see the, the 49ers have success running the football or the Ravens have success running the football. And then teams try to try to emulate that. Is it, is it become such an offensively oriented league that all the coaches are now going to start coming from the offensive side of the ball? Maybe I'm being short-sighted, but I don't see it changing soon. And how I would back up that statement is look at the contracts the quarterbacks are signing, and it's all about quarterbacks and developing quarterbacks or being not one of those teams that has to pay a quarterback. If I can get a lot of production out of a rookie because of my coaching staff, gives me a leg up. And that sounds disrespectful to the defense and even special teams. And trust me, I grew up in Pittsburgh seeing three head coaches. (laughs) If I was hiring the ability to develop a quarterback or whether he goes for it a lot on fourth downs would not be the the top of my list in terms of what I'm looking for. I mean, I just want a leader of men and people that, you know, that a guy that everyone will follow and a general, so what, what side of the ball he comes from means less to me, I think, than the 32 owners collectively. But I also think those 32 owners are the ones writing 40 and $50 million checks now, and they want their guy to have, be specialized with a quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 just looking at that, um, it, it just struck me. I, I can remember seeing, you know, for example, when, when uh, Zach Taylor got hired in right. in in Cincinnati that was my first NFL owners meetings and and they had at that time they had all the uh, AFC North coaches were all in they had four tables lined up in the in the conference they had all the coaches were all lined up by by division yeah yeah so they had you know eight 32 tables set up and you know they were all all four in a row and I remember looking down there and seeing Zach Taylor and then I saw that you know the Next to him was the guy uh, that was with the Browns. Uh, um, was it Hugh at that point? No, it wasn't Hugh. It was the guy who replaced Hugh. Uh, the okay, I forget too. He didn't last long either. It's yeah, Jim Bob, up. Jim Bob Cooter, or whoever that was. It wasn't Jim Bob right. Cooter, but it was. He looked like Jethro from you know the. He I knew <laughs> I knew just just looking at. Him, I'm like this guy's not going to last. It and then you, and then you had Harbaugh and and Tomlin sitting next to each you know tables next to each other. I'm like. These guys look like head coaches. They've been there, done it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard stories about, you know, the, the, the people weren't even sure 
who Taylor was, you know, like he it wasn't like he was on TV a whole lot. Yeah. Like he could have walked past you in the hall at that owner meeting, or you could have shared an elevator with him, and you probably would have been like, Oh, that's a Bengals head coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I kind of got that same feeling, uh, you know, seeing the Dolphins new head coach this year. That's funny. I've I've heard it has not helped his, you know, he's considered a genius and a super smart guy, but it has not helped his case the way he looks. I mean, he doesn't doesn't look like George Patton. He's, he's not a he's <laughs> not a commanding presence. He's right, he walked right. he walked by me and I'm like, that's the Dolphins new. He's like and I'm not I'm not discriminating against short people or anything like no, that. No, right, right, right. But he's a little guy. He's you know, a little guy, right. And right. you're gonna command it, you command a room of very big, large testosterone filled men. Like yeah. You know. I mean, those are just facts. I mean, it, 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 looking the part, I think, is important. Um, it's just one more obstacle that these coaches will have to overcome. And a lot of them get past it, but it is a good point, you know, that uh, back to your point of who am I hiring to lead a team? Tomlin's on the short list, though. No, I think he is, too. And I think people in Pittsburgh sometimes forget that. I do too. And I thought he had some very interesting statements this, this weekend. Um, you know, when he was asked point blank if he, if he was confident that the league was going to solve its problems with, with minority hirings. And he said, look, I have no confidence that's going to happen. Like, <laughs> Good. That's all right. You know, it, it, he, I, I think he's a, he's comfortable in his own skin and B I, I think he's, he's now reached the elder statesman that's what I was point say, in his yeah. career where, where, you know, and, and he also, he's a made man. He also knows that, that Art Rooney has his back. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all part of it too. He, but he's able to speak his mind in these situations. And when, so when he talks about the Brian Flores hiring, he's like, look, this was, this was a no brainer for me. I don't care Mm -hmm. what, what the other 31 teams would have done in this situation. I saw Brian Flores as a guy who could come in and help my football team. I don't care if he's suing the league. Right. 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 In fact, I, I support him in suing the league because I think this needs to change. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with all that, and I don't have a lot to expand on it. It's kind of like the Browns cut Joe Hayden. They screwed up. I'll grab him. You know, I don't care. Yeah, what they, right. right. Or frankly, I believe, and we've never talked about this, and I, I think the ship has long since sailed, but if the Steelers thought Colin Kaepernick was a really good quarterback, I think they would have signed him. They would you have signed I mean? him, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're they're worried that all of a sudden Steeler Nation's not going to come out or, you know, the, I think they would, if they were comfortable with the person, they would have signed them. You know, they're, yeah, they they want to win. They want to get quality people. Yeah, they they make the best football moves. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then they worry about the rest for later. And even you know, when we talked to Art Rooney yesterday, um, I, you know, I he was asked about the Flores hiring. Like, has any have you received any pushback? Or first of all, when Mike came to you, were you know, did you were you, did you take any pause with this whole thing? And he said, no, I. I saw, you know, Mike, Mike said he was interested in, in you know, that, that Brian was interested in joining us. Mike was interested in bringing him in. He's a good football coach. He can help us win. Great. Bring him in. Yeah. He said, you know, we talked about it, the, 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 uh, the lawsuit and stuff that will take place outside of our building that, that will take care of itself. Uh, you know, we just don't want it to be a distraction, um, but he's a good football coach. We, we saw we could add him. We added him clearly overqualified to be a position coach guy too as a head guy a year ago and right. successful you know right, right. I mean, so and that's why you make him a discount that's why you make him senior defensive assistant you kind of give him mm-hmm. they have a they have an assistant head coach in john mitchell mm-hmm. um 
but it takes me back to that. So if you look at the hierarchy, even with the Steelers, and, and I know I, I've talked about this before with Mike Tomlin, you know, when he was a college coach, when he started out in coaching, he, Mike was a wide receiver in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he talked to people back in the day who who advised him that if he wanted to be an NFL head coach, he should move over to the defensive side of the ball. Okay. I think times have changed. Because the guys who get who get jobs from the offensive side of things are the quarterback coaches who then become offensive coordinators, who then become head coaches, or they move from quarterback coach to head coach. We've seen mm-hmm. that happen as well. So yeah, that's, I yeah. mean, that's, that's, I, that, that's why the league, you know, put this, you know, it, it, the DEI committee said, Hey, we want every team to have a, a minority offensive assistant mm-hmm. who then has direct access to the, the head coach. Because it's just it, it that's the fast track to become a head coach now in in today's NFL. I'm guessing here. I wonder how many of the 32 quarterback coaches currently are minorities. Because quarterback coaches have a better chance of becoming head coach yeah. and coordinators, or I mean, and then head, head coach and then head coach, yeah, than a defensive back coach. And I wonder if Coach Tomlin at that time looked at it like. Hey, there aren't many people that look like me that are quarterback coaches in this league right now. I mean, I, I have a better chance of becoming a defensive coordinator than an offensive coordinator. And, I hope and, that's yeah. not true, but I wouldn't be shocked. If it and a lot, well, quite frankly, a lot of the quarterback coaches were quarterbacks. <laughs> right. At some and point, you know, there's a ripple effect from 10 <laughs> yeah. years ago, 20 years ago, of course. So, we, we, you know, we see more, you know, like a Byron Leftwich, uh, you know, guys of that mm-hmm. nature. But you also see a lot of these guys who – Maybe got drafted. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At s Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why s Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, s Bank is here to help. Learn how s Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. s Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. But didn't make it as a quarterback. And then they become, they, sure. get into, they get into coaching and they become quarterback coaches and then eventually move on and become offensive coordinators. Alex Van Pelt comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, was was just, of yeah, was just not a good off was not a good quarterback at the NFL level, but he, you know, they see the game differently. It's almost like it's almost like a catcher becoming a manager in baseball. I would bet that's a common because, path because they see the game differently than than everybody else on the field. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, they, can see, they see everything going on. They know how to set pitcher, you know. So in that regard, it makes perfect sense. And and, and I think, you know, I think you're going to start to see more Byron Leftwiches become quarterback coaches and then offensive coordinators and, t- and take those yeah. steps. Um, the other interesting part about it was uh, that they now, uh, the league is now viewing uh, women coachings as, as mm-hmm. the minorities as well. There are 12 women coaches in the NFL right now. See, I think that's the right call. I mean, yeah. they, they, it, I've made jokes before, and I, I'm not making a joke about the whole situation of, what qualifies as a minority by NFL standards? If my great, 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 great grandmother was African-American, am I, do I count? Do I get right. you a third round pick if I get hired? <laughs> but certainly I think a female should count as the minority. 
Oh, and especially they have an uphill climb in yeah. the NFL world is the, the I mean, there's name of the year. Unlike right? unlike the, you know, the NBA or even, you know, there are professional women's softball leagues. There, there right. was a professional women's baseball league. They made a movie about it. Uh, you know, there, they, they, there is the WNBA. I mean, even college. I mean, you could at least say I was a great college player. Right. There's no <laughs> yeah. there's right. no equivalent to the NFL for women. And no. so, so they have to learn, you know, they have to go through this at a different track. I mean, mm-hmm. it, let's, I mean, there are guys out there who have become head coaches or very prominent coaches who did not play football at any point. Right. I mean, I didn't play and I have made a living doing this for a living. You Todd, know? Haley, Todd Haley was a college golfer, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, um, yeah. Uh, still, if he was a women's college golfer, when he came in to try to make that decision, <laughs> He probably would not be employed in the NFL, right? So it, it's an uphill climb. There's no doubt about it. But we we are seeing changes in that regard. The other thing that the, that the I also would have liked my chances if my dad was in the NFL too. Well, that helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that might helps. have been an, it. Might have been an inroad. Uh, the other thing that, that was uh, talked about um, was the contract given Deshaun Watson. Um, I bet that was brought up a lot behind the scenes too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Biscotti, I believe made mention of it. Um, when he was talking about the, the show, he, he was asked a lot this weekend about what's going on with Lamar Jackson's contract. Right. And I think he, he said something along the lines of, uh, that the Browns kind of reset the market a little bit. <laughs> Um, That's what I was going to say. Here's I forget the exact quote here. He said that um, he said, I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a fully guaranteed contract. To me, that's something that's groundbreaking. It it will make negotiations harder with others. Now, he's not the first to get a fully guaranteed contract. That was actually if you look at it. um, Wasn't Cousins fully guaranteed or Cousins got a fully guaranteed. He got a fully guaranteed contract from the Vikings. But he's talking about Biscayati's talking about big money, like fully guaranteed. Top of, top of the line, yeah. Two hundred and thirty million dollar contract. He's saying this because look, he's like, I'm sure uh, when we talked about that before. Like when he when when that deal was announced, Baltimore had to go. You got to be kidding me, because right. now we've got we've got a guy in Lamar Jackson, who's up for a new deal, who also who, represents himself, which is rep- a little yeah. odd. Whose skill set is very similar to Deshaun Watson's. Like sure, same but, age, bigger but, take, you know. but who also has an MVP award under his belt. Like, yeah, he's got a little bit better resume. Yeah, so you know that's that's it. Kind of reset the market there, and and so I, I think some teams are a little ticked off at the at the Browns for that. Yeah, a couple things is, I mean, if I'm Herbert or Burrow, when it's my time, immediately going to ask for fully guaranteed. I mean, that's oh, I'm coming to the table yeah. with that. I mean, that's another year down the road. And for people that don't know, I didn't realize this until a couple of days after the contract was signed. Not only is Watson, I don't even care what percentage of his contracts guaranteed. It's how many dollars are guaranteed. It's the most in NFL history. I think everyone knows that now. That he has the most guaranteed money coming to him from the day he signed that until. By a lot. <laughs> by 80 million 80 million dollars yeah. <laughs> that's where i was going with that it's 80 million more guaranteed than i think rogers is number two or whatever like it's 90 not close 
99% of the players in the NFL will never get, will never get $80 million. Sure. Sure. Right. Let alone be guaranteed $80 million more than, than anybody's ever the number gotten. two. The number two. Yeah. Yeah. So that sure market is about it yeah. all. That market. I mean, frankly, if Watson was the cleanest of prospects, if he was Allen or Mahomes, that's still a contract that I'm sure the other owners would say, Hey man, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. the Mahomes deal like if Mahomes had gotten a deal similar to that Mm -hmm. his was a 10-year deal if they if if they guaranteed 230 million of his what was 450 million dollars yeah it's like four plus a year uh, yeah I think it was it was 450 million dollars over 10 years if he had if he would have gotten 230 million dollars guaranteed over the length of a 10-year contract you go okay I get that I get it this was a fully guaranteed four-year deal mm-hmm. for a guy who's going to be suspended. And that was something I think Goodell was pretty clear about yesterday when he had his, his, uh, his, his wrap up of the meetings that like, you know, okay, we, we went timetable or we wanted, yeah, we wanted to wait until the the criminal stuff was, was cleared up, but now it's, it's on like something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a hundred percent true. Um, uh, the other little small issue too is if you're going to give it to Mahomes, I've worked with him for the last three years. If I'm going to give it to Burrow or Herbert, I drafted him. He came in. He was everything I thought he'd be and more. We are building this thing together. And Watson may change the whole Browns outlook from now. You know, it might be before Watson and after Watson, there might be a line in Brown's history, but you've never even worked with the guy. You, you know, you, you've been sat there day after day, year after year, 17 game season working together. You know, I would I mean, also, I would also say this, their, their scouting department and everything up there, the coaching staff, all that stuff was not there when Deshaun Watson was coming out of college. So who's true. Who's, true. Whose scouting reports are they going off of on right, right, right. Deshaun Watson? Like, oh, we really, you know, they got people from, you know, different organizations that, you know, well, we really liked them. Well, we, we, we weren't as sold on them. Well, we, we mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know. I like and there's, there's pro reports since then, too. But I mean, the reports I wrote, wrote for the Browns are still in their system. But who the heck goes are back? You, are they going to trust? Or who's this guy? Right. Who's, who's Matt Williamson? You know, well, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, the four years ago. Yeah, all the people here, why do we care what they had to think? You know, maybe we'll reference yeah. it, maybe, you know. but Yeah, they're not here anymore. Like Right, right, right. So, uh, I, even the pro guys are new, you know. I, I just think I it's know. very curious. And, and other that Biscayotti was the only one I thought I saw that went on the record talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe somebody else did, but. Well, he's next. He is next, yeah. Yeah. And so. The other thing that's interesting, you mentioned Kirk Cousins is if I'm no one likes this because they'd rather get the big deal and the big upfront money and all that. But if you're franchised as a quarterback, it's a pretty good deal. You know I mean? Like yeah. cousins, 30 million next year, you got 33 million that's guaranteed too. And even if you get hurt, like Dak Prescott got franchised, had as gruesome as an injury as we could ever see. And then they just gave him a big contract, you know, like <laughs> something really awful has to happen for you not to be just uh, still valuable after one year of getting franchised. Yeah. It's it, it quarterback position. And I've, I've long been a proponent of this and I don't know how you go about doing it. They should have their own cap. I kind of think so too, but I don't know how you do it. 
Right, because the team, you know, the Quarter, quarterback is, quarterback A is not worth what quarter. You know, like they all have their own value. Whether you just don't mm-hmm. count, you don't count your quarterback in your salary cap at all, or the league, like it's like an arbitration situation. You know, yeah. next if you get to these parameters or we w worthy you move up from a tier three guy to a tier two guy and then you get a raise or i don't know but I, I, it is so skewed you know that one player one position dominates your cap so much and it certainly wasn't the right answer for sam bradford or jamarcus russell to get picked first overall and you're like the fifth highest paid quarterback in the league before you ever threw a pass but it's certainly a massive advantage to have you know, Joe Burrow right now or Herbert right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like, I don't, I don't know how you go to get around it because it's it just, and they're all in the same union as the long snapper. Uh, you know, and those guys don't make right. any money, you know, that, that's, so it's, right. uh, it's, it's just, it's just a different dynamic. Um, no, there's, that, there should be position. something different and I don't know what it is. And I don't even know what the Larry Bird rule is, but I knew there was something along lines in the NBA where, their version of a franchise tag, you could pay a guy 120%, but it only costs 100% against your cap or something like that if you keep your own. Yeah. You That's know. for people far smarter than us to figure out. But I, oh, yeah. I do believe something, something has to change on that. But uh, we're going to take another break. He All is right. Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, Bucky Brooks has a uh, mock draft out there. Oh, good. Did you see Bucky's? I have not. Well, we'll talk about it when we come I like back. it, yeah. Right after this, on The Drive. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At s Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why s Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, s Bank is here to help. Learn how s Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. s Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.